Hey, potential podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being, and let's get checked. Hey, potential podcast listeners. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions, plus you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. This is the Potential Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Potential Podcast. I am your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Well, folks, this week, it's another holiday week here on the Potential Podcast. We have St. Patrick's Day. I think it's tomorrow, actually, by the time this episode airs. So uh, uh, yeah, so Wednesday. I hope you're all excited and uh, you're wearing your green. And if you aren't, we will find you and we will pinch you because that is what Americans do. Why did that become a, a thing? No one will ever know. I have no uh, Taylor, how you doing? How you feeling? We're here in the middle of March. You excited for St. Patrick's Day week? What's going on with you? I am. I'm. Uh, I'm really excited. A little uh, quick personal note of me. I'm. I'm starting a new job here coming up in April, but I'm kind of like doing double duty. I'm doing my, my current job and training for the new job. So it's a little, 
little bit of a crazy month for me, crazy busy, but it's a good, good crazy busy. But I am, I am looking forward to the St. Patty's Day festivities. I think it'll be fun to, to enjoy, I guess, to imbibe and, you know, celebrate and my heritage as I'm, I'm half Irish. And as you can see by my reddish beard and my pale complexion and my pension for Guinness, you know, I fit the mold, but, uh, no, I'm doing very well. I'm excited. Uh, you know, the weather's getting nice and warm. It was a toasty, warm day, um, this week and weekend. And it was just nice to be out enjoying the sunshine and the warm weather. Yeah, man, that's great. Uh, I'm not half Irish, but I am part Irish. So I will uh, be right there virtually toasting you with the Guinness as well or I whatever I end up uh, finding, you know, in the cupboard. But uh, this is an exciting week, though, as well, because uh, this tends to happen every now and then. It always kind of cracks me up. Um, you know, DC and Marvel being these two titans of comic books and, you know, comic book movies and uh, media. Well, this Friday, we are getting both the Snyder Cut of Justice League will finally be released on HBO Max. But then at the same time, Disney Plus will be premiering the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. So uh, whether you're a nerd for both camps or one of each camp, you got something to look forward to this Friday, which is very exciting. Um, so looking forward to that. And we'll be, of course, reviewing all that at some point here on the Potential Podcast. Now, talking about St. Patrick's Day, you know, as I said, for most Americans, it just seems the day to have an excuse to wear some green and go drink an abundance of alcohol uh, and maybe have some Irish food. And that's about it. Uh, unlike the other holidays of the year, it just seems to be the one that maybe most people don't have the greatest understanding of unless they are truly Irish or know of the Irish you know, traditions and heritage that go along with that day. So we thought today would be fun to kind of not only talk about, you know, we're going to get to at some point me and Taylor talking about some of those films and TV shows that we did like growing up with that are heavily themed uh, into Irish traditions or, you know, Irish folk tales and such. Um, we thought it'd be fun to have some guests on today to kind of give us a fresh take from an Irish standpoint of what St. Patrick's Day is and what the Irish culture and the media is from their point of view and seeing how Americans kind of have embraced that. So uh, Taylor, who are our special guests today? These guests, if you haven't heard of them, where have you been? These guests are well-traveled musicians, have worked on cruise ships, been on sea, land, and on the air. They are husband and wife. They are the queen and king in between of Dublin and Belfast. They're my dear, dear friends. Very excited to have them on here today. It is Joseph and Olivia Kearns, a.k.a. Joe and Liv. And they're going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to have them on here. So let's give them a big, warm welcome. Should we, Chris? I think so, indeed. We're so happy to have them on the podcast today. So let's get to our conversation with Joe and Liv. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a pint. Let's hear about some Irish traditions and St. Patrick's Day. Well, welcome to the show, Joe and Liv. It's, it's so good to have you guys, and uh, thanks for being on the show today. Great to see you. Great great to, to talk to you. Thanks for having us. 
Of course. We're very glad to have you guys. And this is pretty neat as this really is our first over this, you know, overseas uh, call we're having here on the podcast. Uh, what parts of Ireland are you guys in right now? Well, at the moment, myself and Olivia are in a place called County Cavan. County Cavan. County Cavan. Uh, and it is, it's about 45 minutes north of Dublin. And okay. 45 minutes south of Belfast. So we're kind of right in the middle between those two major. Yeah. And I, I find that whenever you're trying to pinpoint a location in Ireland, you you go from Dublin because everyone knows where Dublin is. But then 10 minutes outside of Dublin, you may as well be in uh, Timbuktu or something. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, we're in a, a our house is an old schoolhouse built in 1886. It has zero uh-huh. insulation and it is freezing cold outside. And on accident, two days ago, I uh, dug up a, a dead dog in the yard, and I accidentally thought that it was a human. So I called the police, and they had to come over to the house, and it was like, it was very CSI, because I was digging, because our yard, we just moved in, so we were trying to get our yard up to scratch, and I found this blouse, and I was like, oh, that's weird. So I start pulling at the bra- blouse, and then all of a sudden, a bone pops out. I'll just say... So I so holy shirt balls there is a there is a bone <laughs> sticking out so I went to Joe and oh I was like gosh. Joe can you see if this is a, a a bone he said yeah but he said pay it no mind just try to get the shirt out and if you see any other bones like let me know so I keep digging and then I'm pretty sure I discover what is the spinal cord to something so that's when I go holy shirt balls again and I said Joe what do I do and he said you know, when you find bones, you ha- what do you do? You have to call the guards. So we call That's the guards. The police, we call them. Yeah, they're okay. called the, the Garda in Ireland. Mm, the guards, so I like the that. Guards. The guards. They were very casual. They said, we'll be over in a minute. They came 20 minutes later. Planes closed, thank goodness, because, like, it's pretty visible, our backyard. And I would say we come from now a small Irish town where everybody would know everything about everyone. Uh, but but the man came back, put his rubber gloves on, started digging, um, and then maybe a couple of minutes later, they discovered the the poor doggy's head, and and the guard said, "Oh look, we found Fido." <laughs> yeah, so to answer your question, uh, County Cavan. <laughs> wow. Just, just imagine, you know, the 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 gossip there, like the the new people just moved in and uh, they already have a murder on their hands. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. But I'd, I'd like to point out that Olivia started off that whole story by saying I dug up a dead dog. Yes. As opposed to <laughs> I dug up a, a living Anything dog. Else? Yeah. He was <laughs> chilling in the in the ground. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty incredible. It's uh, never a dull moment with you guys. Never a dull moment. No. No. But can I say can I say what the saddest thing and then we'll we'll press on. But the saddest thing is they left and I stopped them and I said, "Excuse me." And they were like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Well, what do I do with these dog bones now?" And he goes, "Sure, just bury it again." <laughs> so now I have to <laughs> rebury the dog. All that hard work he did. Now put it I back know. in the ground. You're like, yeah. "Okay." No, but it's great. It's you. great to uh it's yeah, it's great to have uh to talk to two of you. We know Taylor. Uh we've just we've just met Chris. So, um, yes, we're meeting yeah. virtually. And, uh, you guys had met via on ships, correct? Yes, yeah. I think yeah, we're, all we're all shippies. We're all ship people. Shippies? We're all now retired ship people, it seems. Um, but yeah, it's just this is really neat. Uh, 
our our we have St. Patrick's Day coming up this week, um, and I'm sure it is uh, not gone. Uh, you know, you haven't noticed that here in the states, it is probably the one holiday that I feel like um, unless people are really, uh, you know, celebrating the traditions and stuff, it just seems like a big point to uh, purposely put on some green and go have as many drinks as possible. It seems like we've taken what is probably more of maybe an actual like, you know, sacred holiday in some way. And we've just kind of completely put it to crap. Yeah. Perverted a bit. Even me being very not uh, educated on more of that holiday. And obviously there's a lot of stuff that we see in movies and television and media about, uh, you know, that that day is, you know, seeing sitcoms all the time. Oh, it's the St. Patrick's Day episode. We're all going to go to the pub and get drinks, you know. Bar crawl. Yeah, yeah, bar crawl kind of thing. What For you guys, is there a deeper meaning for that day? Is there more, you know, a tradition to it than what we kind of perceive here in the States? Yeah. Um, I want to say yes and no. Yeah. Can I say yes and no? Well, first of all. Yeah, you could say Olivia what you want. Is, Olivia is American. Yeah, so I'm a New Yorker. So, like, I'm born and raised in New York. So I can verify I've been on both sides, so I know. With the New York, like our New York St. Patrick's Day Parade puts Dublin's to shame in terms of the numbers that are turning out, people who are wearing green, um, you know, and, and obviously the drink with the Dublin. When I first saw the Dublin St. Patrick's Day Parade, I saw it on TV and it was like paper mache rafts that were just going like up and down like o'connell street and it's like it's more and even the tractors for the saint patrick's day parade yeah let's see you're so it's quaint there's there's (laughs) i think i think why it's not as big here in ireland it's still it's still like it loved no no one no one wakes up that morning and doesn't know it's saint patrick's day or or they don't. They don't. Uh, they don't not celebrate it. But it's so close to Christmas uh, for us that we we're still getting over the hangover of Christmas. And it's like we, we don't need because <laughs> the Irish excuse. when they party they party hard. Yeah, and it's kind of like if someone's like, oh, like your explanation there says a lot about it here when they say, oh, it's it's a great excuse to go out and get drunk. Sure, you do that every weekend. But like. <laughs> that's a that's a Thursday night here, and and in all seriousness. Not to, not to say that, like, people by any means uh, go, like, above and beyond, like, you know, not to say there's the stereotype of, like, oh, the Irish are always drinking, but because pub culture is so prevalent, and pub culture isn't just drinking, pub culture is people getting together, sharing stories, uh, listening to music, listening to traditional music, and, and ba- having the crack, having the fun, it's like... I don't like we can't equate it to just like going to the bar in America. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it's a part it's a part of a weekly ritual for people here to like have a really big sense of community. I suppose like we get that from sports and and from, you know, your friends and blah blah blah. But, but it, like it's it's when 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 I was younger it was something different to to when I'm now cuz I'm I'm actually older now now than I used to be. That makes sense. Oh wow, yeah. science! Um, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a weird thing when I was younger because y- you went into like you went into Dublin 
with your your mother and your father and your and your sisters uh, and your brothers if you had them um and you would you would like be mesmerized that there was this float of um it's not even comparable to what goes on in New York because in New York they have all these famous characters and whatever and the big giant balloon that goes the, the like the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. parade like Macy's Day like, parade yeah. yeah they have stuff like yeah, that like, yeah. which they put millions and millions and millions into but here like Jerry down the road has put a bit of tinsel on the front of his <laughs> Massey Ferguson you know <laughs> but as a kid you're looking at it going oh my god that's amazing it's it's all the adults want to party it's amazing then when you get older you're kind of like I don't need to wait till Paddy's Day to to wear green and to Sure, nobody wears but I'm not, green here, though. But not, I'm not even saying this in a funny way. I'm not even saying it in a funny way. It's kind of... It's like... I I personally don't need one day to be very patriotic. You know what I mean? I, I, I can do that on a Thursday night by going into a pub and singing traditional Irish songs any any Thursday of the week at a session or whatever, you know? So in, in terms of that, it seems like, yes, it's there, but it's not... Uh, we better do this big now because it's it's a year before we get to celebrate mm. our culture. It's very similar, I think, in a way then to our Independence Day. Like some people, you know, in this country go crazy big for that. But like, I don't ever feel like I need to like, oh, this is the one day I need to wear red, white and blue and go watch yeah. a firework. That's going to happen multiple times a year. But um, I get, yeah, New York, New York, though, also being this kind of mecca of so many different cultures i mean i do like that they have like they'll have parades for different you know countries mm -hmm. like and, it, and it's mm -hmm. it is vastly huge um but i've only got to be i got to spend one one little overnight in dublin that's my only time I've ever been in ireland at one point i was at one bar and i posted something on instagram and a friend of ours, Alan, who was a guitar player on our first trip contract, saw my message. Uh, he's Irish. And he was like, oh, I'm over at this bar playing. You should come by. And it was just like, yeah. this was 2019. So it had been six years since I'd seen him popped over. And there he was playing guitar. And it, it was much more of that pub sense. And I mean, people were just having a blast. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, that kind of more guitar sense. And Taylor, you got to do, you know, some pub stuff before in Ireland, you said it was, it's so different to what our bar mentality here is in the States. Well, yeah, I got, I get, well, because I, I came for a specific reason. Um, I mean, they were getting married, but that's, that was okay. True. No, <laughs> no, uh, I went, I went for the uh, awesome uh, wedding of our fantastic guest here. And it was a great excuse for me, not only to see them and celebrate their marriage, uh, but it was also a great chance for me to actually go to Ireland because I've always wanted to do it, never been. And under their suggestion they had given me kind of like okay this is what you need to do and and then joe that was the biggest thing he said just go to a pub and just sit down and just talk to people and people will come out and talk to you and it's right it's just such a different atmosphere that people are just willing to just chat with you whether it's just people in there or the bartenders um the servers did and you go west? Was, taylor what? did you go west did yes you go I, west? I ended up going from from east to west going from dublin to uh, County Cork. I went to um, 
Galway and then all the way back. So I, I did mm. buses and stayed at hostels, hashtag hostel takeover. And uh, yeah, it was like really cool experience to do that for a whole week. And I went with um, our mutual friend, Danielle. So we had a ha- shout out. And so we had a good time doing that. But it is just definitely such a different experience from from living in the U.S. to going there. It's just, it's that sense of community. Yeah. And I, I, when I said to you that to just go into a bar, the reason why I know that and say that is because speaking from experience, one of the oddest things that kind of gets underneath our skin and kind of itches at us, if if we're at a bar and we're having um, the crack, the, the fun, as we say. Not real crack. Not real no, crack. Quotes, <laughs> we don't way. do that in bars. We do that in closed <laughs> behind, you know. On, we do that in the bathroom. We do that after mass. Um, <laughs> So as we're as we're at the bar and we're this is the thing, we're not at the bar to get drunk, you know we're not at the bar to and I'm not just talking about St Patrick's Day although I'll get back to it but we're not there to get drunk, we're there to kind of get the gossip mm-hmm. from a, a wide range of people mm-hmm. from someone who's your own age in the pub to the old man in the corner that you kind of look after and the whole pub looks after. Like, every pub has one of those old guys, and it's kind of nice to see that he's not dead. Um, <laughs> Can you please check on that, John? Thank you. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so, when I said to Taylor, just go into a bar, I knew that someone would come up to him and say, what's your story? What's going on? Because it just seen me? gets... It itches us if we're enjoying ourselves and there's someone there by themselves or in a small group who are clearly not from the area. We want to go there and we want to tell them everything about the area. We want to, you know, I'm sure there's many, many, uh, uh, like a a godfather in America of an Irish kid just from one night in a bar, you know? Uh, Oh, sure. It's it's weird like that. So in that, there's a responsibility for us as Irish people, we feel. Not all of us, but the majority of us. To because we're such a small island, I think the population is like four million. Yeah, yeah. And you can that might be a little bit higher. It's definitely four million and up. You can travel from one side of my country to the other side in an hour and fifty minutes. You know, and and you can go from. I think you can fit three or four Irelands into New York. Yeah, you can do you can do two and a half Irelands in the state of New York. So for uh-huh. us as a country that small. We rely heavily on tourism, mm-hmm. and we were and and we rely. I I think because we rely so heavily on tourism, we're almost subconsciously aware that it's our responsibility to promote this place as a friendly place and as be good ambassadors. Yeah. So when St. Patrick's Day comes around, it's it's yes, it's different. Um, but it's not unusual in the fact that you need to put 100% of your energy into celebrating it. I I would actually take St. Patrick's Day as a day off from drinking. You know what I mean? It's, mm. <laughs> it's right in the middle of the Six Nations rugby as well. Like Ireland is playing oh. France, Italy, England. Like we, uh, Like every Sunday and Saturday for the last couple of weeks, I've been in this living room drinking at three o'clock in the day just because... That's our Super Bowl here is the rugby, you know. So 
when St. Patrick's Day comes around, I'm sure there's a rugby match probably on. I think we're facing England in the rugby match. That might be wrong, but I'm sure there's a match near it. So it's just, it's, it's, I, I think St. Patrick's Day has fallen into this um, gap in the year that's, that's kind of just too close to Christmas, too close to the rugby now. Um, and in a way, we all kind of sit back and look at all the Americans go, Jesus, you, you, you're going for it, you know? <laughs> I was just it. about to ask you, how do you feel about people, like, being a fly on the wall, what do you think of the American St. Patrick's parades and well, kind of how we treat the holiday? So I can't, I, I'm sure you, you guys have, you know what this means when I say this, but my first experience of St. Patrick's Day in America oh. was St. Patrick's Day in Key West. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh. oh, Jesus Christ. I walk like into a, a bar. <laughs> I walk into a bar and some girl and guy turn around. There was somebody who was doing, they were ordering shots and it was like Jemison with pickle juice. Yeah, so they, that was strike one. They gave me a Jemison and pickle juice. And <gasps> that I, doesn't oh happen here. And I God. said to them, like, my body is a temple that's not going anywhere near it. And then there was a, a man who was playing, who was the musician. The, the musician was playing a song that is not an Irish song. The unicorn song. It's called the unicorn song or the green alligator song. And it was, it's a song that was like an Irish American song. So don't really know where it started from, but it's like, it has weird dance moves and it's like, it's really corny. You know, but would, would, would the three of you as Americans... Would the three of you as Americans say that St. Patrick's Day was A, a day you look forward to, or even B, something that you enjoy? I would go, I'd go with C, both. Yeah, I've always enjoyed, I mean, like, green's my favorite color. Uh, so, like, I mean, I have a lot of green clothing anyway. It's not like it's a rare choice for me, but I'm not usually a heavy... Uh, I mean, I still every now and then do beer, but I feel like that is a day that I like to enjoy, you know, having, you know, pints and things. And then, I mean, also Irish food. I mean, look, we have, you know, potatoes are in every single type of food you can have. But especially I feel here in the States, it's like, that's a day you get corned beef and cabbage and potatoes. And it's like, you can have that any day, you know, a lot of delis and places serve it, but that seems to be the typical. But it, it is funny that like some people just take it to this, really like over the top place and i feel like they have yeah. no well no respect at all for actually it's just like a let's go it's day patrick's day and like you, you know? have you yeah. have to wear green in america like oh, you're or not you wearing get pinched. green or i'm gonna pinch you do they do in ireland if you're not wearing it do they pinch you oh no if you're not wearing green they pinch you i've never heard that's of that. literally never since pinched. since never maybe pinched. second grade that has been a thing that is especially oh. it's mo- more prevalent i think in the school in school systems is like if you if you came to class that day and you didn't have at least some form of green on any kid could come up to you and pinch you oh weird which well, again is why consideration that that's just assault <laughs> yeah i mean nowadays i guess we perverted uh, the irish culture i'm feeling to triggered our... yeah so uh i would always make the excuse well i have green if i forgot that day uh I have green eyes, so I was like, "Yeah, I have some or you could say, me. but they'd be like, "That's not clothing." I'm wearing, I'm wearing green underwear, but I'm riding very high. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't show you. Is oh. it weird that the one person who had no relationship with St. Patrick's Day is me, and now I'm married to the Irish one, and I probably identify like equal parts culturally Irish to American now just because, you know, we've been together for a while. Like, you know, the, the lifestyle is kind of rubbed off on me. But, like, to start, like, St. Patrick's Day, no offense, like, it meant n nothing to me. Like, you, you, know, had, it, you had uh, you had relationships with people who were Irish. No comment. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a different <laughs> podcast. Like, uh, moving on. I know, because uh, I, I have their names written down on a notepad. <laughs> oh, there's a list. There's a list out there and somewhere. Their address. <laughs> okay, I want to I want to take the conversation now. I want to move it into a, a, a again it's going to be very similar, but this even goes to be more probably stereotypes. Going into like movies and television and even like commercials and folklore. I feel like here in the states unless it's an authentic, you know, historical type movie or, you know, we typically I think always see that I feel like people in the UK and Ireland can do a better American accent than typically American actors can do a, you know, British or Irish accent. But we have such a love in this country for like leprechauns and, you know, the idea of, you know, oh, the luck of the Irish. And like, we take it to a very stereotypical place for a lot of like, again, sitcoms and sometimes movies. What is like, you know, in your point of view, like, have you enjoyed some of the the kind of like representation of of Ireland in the media from like the more comedic kind of stereotype place, but also sometimes it is, I would say, more historically accurate or like it's an, an actual like, okay, that's an Irish actor or it's a American that can do a pretty decent Irish accent and not make it some over the top farcical type thing. I mean, I think I think you're gonna hear. You're, you're, if, if, if that's your accent, you're going to hear the microscopic discrepancies if someone is putting it on. You know, I, I don't think it matters what the accent is. If, if you're Indian, you're going you're gonna to find something odd about an Indian. I, I chose Indian because it's the most similar to Irish. <laughs> um, uh, but I think you're going to notice... You're going to, like, under the microscope, you're going to notice it. I can't remember too many times where I was shocked to the point of rage with someone's attempt at the accent. Mm -hmm. it, there's a new film out at the moment with uh, Christopher Walken Closet. Um, what's it called again? Wild Mountain Time. So it's Christopher Walken, e Emily Blunt, John Hamm. We've not seen it. We've just seen the trailers to know that the accents are just... It's been, it's been, it's in the news here. It's actually on the news. It was on oh, the wow. six o'clock news, which is big, you know. Um, and saying what the fuck they were, were like, they, thinking? they were like, should we boycott this movie because Christopher Watkins for a start, he doesn't even attempt the Irish accent. <laughs> I was about to say he's like, probably just himself. I'm, I'm Irish. Yeah. Top I'm from Dublin. To you, go milk the cow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, so everyone, look, it's kind of, it's, it's very, it's a, it's a huge compliment that my country 
has so much interest in terms of the charm of the place, and that goes down to the accent as well. We were in a Dunkin' Donuts once. Oh yeah. And I, I was uh, speaking to Olivia, and some guy in front of us turned around and says, "Hey, let me get you your coffee." And I was, all right, time why? And he goes, "Ah, oh, you're Irish. I'm Irish." I was like, "Oh, you don't sound Irish." He's like, "Ah, my great grandfather's goldfish's uncle was." <laughs> and he bought me a Dunkin' Irish Donuts. Greyhound. He bought me a Dunkin' Donuts, and what I found was that every time I'm in Dunkin' Donuts since, I'm like turning it up to eleven. I'm like, oh, Bigara, Olivia, <laughs> what kind of Americano do you want? <laughs> Hoping that someone's yeah. gonna know. Someone's gonna look, turn around. <gasps> He's Irish. I should treat him. I love the froth on this coffee. It doesn't never remind you of a Guinness, Olivia. <laughs> Olivia. So, um, so it's it's always a compliment that people take interest, and there are interest. Like the P.S. I love you with um, Gerard Butler. Butler. Gerard Butler. Scottish, isn't he? He's Scottish, but but that's a completely different country. No, no, to... I know, but I'm just saying, like he could have gotten it. Like I I I would have to rewatch it now with my the ears that I have now, because you know maybe with. Like six years ago, I would have been like, "That's an Irish man, absolutely." But now I now I can hear the difference. Now I can hear, you know, the different accents within Ireland. Just as like you know, the South, somebody from the South sounds different from New York, sounds different from California. Um, but it goes with along with the accent. It's the idea that every male in Ireland between the age of twenty five and thirty eight. Is this slender, charming? Conor McGregor. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, who can? Who can? Uh, he can play guitar. He can sing. Yeah. Uh, sing. He can fight. And beat the shite out of you. He can drink. <laughs> he bathes in his mother's milk. Yes, <laughs> he is the, and which that is that is a that is a a typical kind of you know it's it's not a. Not a surprise that uh, that kind of stereotypical man is deemed yeah. very uh, attractive, and um, I think. But it's not. Ladies, ladies, ladies not all are like, Irish well, uh, equally. <laughs> yeah, but no, it is <laughs> something that I, I think you did hit very well. Is that even as like a kid, I feel like Ireland has always had this yeah realm of charm about it. Even though maybe as a kid you learn more about folktale versions of ireland in terms of myths and legends but there's something that i think that for it being yeah it is a very small country there is a lot there it's it's a, a great uh, quality over quantity in terms of size whereas like here in the states yeah we have so it's a big ass country and there's a whole different type of people here but that's something i've always and that's why i remember even though it was a very short time and i want to go back and do all the I want to explore all over the place. It is interesting to see where some of it has been transposed into our media as this kind of like, oh, that that's Ireland. That's representing Ireland, even though there's so much more to it, you know? Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, there is charm here. And I would, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that um, from my experience, there tends to be a bit more charm than America. <gasps> Fighting words, Jesus! I, I, just in terms of the, just in terms of the pace, I feel like the pace oh, of the America pace, is just yeah. so. 
Oh, it's you know, go, go, go. It's on the go. I, you, I can look out the window here. In fact, I, I sometimes do. And <laughs> I looked That's at the, there for. the, uh, I looked at the, the, the sidewalk, um, the path, the path. And there was a man and he was about, I'd say he's in his early sixties and he was walking at like a brisk pace. And he just, in front of our house, he just stopped dead. It, not it, like he just stopped and he stood there and it was obvious that this man was taking a rest, you know, but he wasn't on a phone or anything, you know? And this is like, this is like the afternoon on a Wednesday, you know, when people have better things to do than, you know, take a break standing up on the, or looking out their window on a Wednesday afternoon. But, um, it's like everyone has their own quirky kind of pace. There's a weird pace about this place and I can't describe it. And I, it's, it's always been that way for me as a kid, you know, like Irish kids where we were the most conniving and just, Oh, the little shites. We were the <laughs> yeah, it's like we had our games. Like our games wasn't like hopscotch or whatever else. It was like we had a like we had a game when we were younger where you had a sentence. Um, you so you were in a team of five and you had a five word sentence. So it was like, uh, I like, um, I like chocolate muffins sometimes or something like you know it was like five words right and it had to make sense and then uh, the five guys would run off into the schoolyard and the other team would have five guys and there would be a bell and one of the team would ring, ring the bell and then throw the bell and it was their team's turn to be the hunters and they would run after the other group of five people and they would beat them up. Like, I mean, like to a pulp to the point that the person had to say, chocolate, you know, it's like, <laughs> this is like the Irish Hunger person, Games here. <laughs> yeah. And that person would run back and say, oh, I found out his word. It's chocolate. And they would like, okay, so we have chocolate and like, oh, we're onto it now. Like, you know, and then. If you managed to find their bell, you'd ring that bell and it was your turn to go and try and get their sentence. Like, you know, and I remember, I distinctly remember being like nine years old and this happening in the schoolyard. And I remember Mr. Cowley, a teacher in the school. And I remember like, I remember being like severely bet up. Right. And the worst part about this was that I wasn't playing the game, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so I remember shouting over to him, Mr. Cowley, Mr. Cowley. And I'm like, he's, he, I'm being assaulted. And Mr. Cowley, Mr. Cowley turned around and say, and Mr. Cowley turned around and says, don't give up your word. You know? So there's kind of this, from that kind of upbringing, and then you go into the pubs here. This is another thing we should touch on, but, you go into the pubs here when you're 15, 16, 17, because you're watching the sports with your dad um, or your father. Um, and you're, you're getting a little cheeky sip of his pint. You know, you're getting your, your first taste of alcohol. My first taste of alcohol when I was like 
seven years old, my granddad gave me a drop of whiskey and told me not to stand next to the gas cooker because I'll explode. <laughs> and I believed that until I was like 24 years old. Um, but so we're, so from that kind of rowdiness in a childhood, and then you're allowed to sit in the pub when you're 15, 16, 17, even if not legally, but just because your parents know the owner of the pub, you're trying a few drinks and then 18 comes around and you're legally allowed to sit in the bar and drink and you're a kid. You're still a child. Um, and in terms of St. Patrick's Day, it's just after coming to me that a lot of the people I saw in Key West that were going absolutely crazy because it was St. Patrick's Day must have just turned 21 years old. Oh, yeah. So it's like the slow pressure buildup and then a quick release of, oh, my God, we're allowed to we're allowed to drink as much as we want, you know? Yeah, um, it's, inter- it's interesting that it's dynamic. It's out for you over years and years. It's been, sp- you, get, you, you get trained here how to drink. Yeah. You know? I remember being 18 years old and having my first legal pint of Guinness in a pub. And an, an older gentleman who's like one of the regulars, he's a good friend of mine now. Um, I remember him, I was saying something, I can't remember because I was so drunk. And I remember him, he reached over and he took the bottom of the glass and he pulled the glass down to the counter. And he just says, he, he says, think before you speak. And I was all of a sudden then at 18 years old, like talking about stuff that the other 50 year olds and 60 year olds are talking about. And I learned how to be mature from a young age with drink in that kind of environment. Mm. Whereas in America, you hit 21 and you have a $50,000 debt to drink away, you know, <laughs> for college. Um, I, I'm My hat goes off to someone in America who doesn't go batshit crazy at 21 when they're suddenly allowed to drink after putting five years of study in and owe $150,000 to the college that they, they you know, it's kind of like we you've, have... You've different... earned your Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take it. <laughs> yeah. It's true, so, though. It's true. Myself and Olivia have this weird... Uh, we have a weird situation that's definitely going to happen in our lifetime when we have... Uh, a little child mm. and that child grows up to be an older child <laughs> and um we have to decide whether it's okay to give him a sup of whiskey just so that he squints Oy. his face and says i don't like it or whether he sees the whiskey in the house and says oh one day i'm gonna have that you know what i mean and i'm not even trying to mm-hmm. be funny i'm like uh yeah because culturally we would approach it from two different ways yeah 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 no that's it is a good point because here in the States, it's very, alcohol is not a like surprise factor that just pops up once you turn 21. It's clearly like a, you get it the way you can get it mm. when it's, when you're not legal and you obviously, mm. you know, well, you, you can't. that supervision. You, There's not that supervision, yeah. like a responsibility. It's like, no, you're not allowed. And then, you know, kids, we kind of find it on our own. Yeah, I, we, I would say it's probably mostly rare that parents are going to be like, oh, uh, come have a sip of this you know and you're like 16 because they're in their minds to the thing and no it's not legal yet but some are and that definitely uh, i think goes back to a lot more just the european tradition a lot of european countries have you know younger drinking age limits than here in the states which i mean at some point you gotta just you know let them let them live let them uh yeah. have go a ahead. little taste go grow up you know 
<laughs> go, go grow up. No. But it is very true that we're, we're here in the we're just go 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 with so many things and but I do I do like that that's the the pace there is very much more that. And and it goes it goes hand in hand with the pace of our St. Patrick's Day parade is a very slow moving pace. The whole day is very slow moving and the American pace is just Hell for leather. Hell for leather, quick and pinch Taylor as many times as you can. That's, you know. <laughs> That's not a strong enough green. Pinch. <laughs> uh, what is that? Oprah? It's teak. <laughs> He's wearing teak. <laughs> now, what we love to do uh, for all of our guests, uh, I know that you guys are avid listeners of this podcast. You listen to every single one. Um, yeah. But I would love, we always like to have, uh, I know you kind of know these, but we always like to have guest questions where we kind of do like a rapid fire question. Speaking of go, go, go. And uh, you both can answer these, just kind of uh, not thinking too much, but we're going to do like 10 questions, and we always do these for our guests. We'd love to jump right in there with you guys and just kind of have fun with it. All right, so this is for both of you, both your answer. What is your favorite movie? We were just talking about this. On, as we, we, don't, we don't have one. We don't have one because we just, we like so many different, and it, we think it would be a disservice to like pick one. Shanzler's List. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is a favorite TV series? What the Office, it? U.S. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. The Office, U.S. Good answer. We've watched that seven times over lockdown. Yeah. Wow. All of us. Nice. Uh, number three, what is your... Do you have a favorite video game or video game series? Red Dead Redemption. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was the best Red Dead Redemption. The first one. I, I'm not a big fan of this. I liked the first one because it was, it was the map was smaller and I didn't have all the pressures of the world. <laughs> yeah, two <laughs> takes a lot of time, let me tell you. Uh, yeah. You have a favorite style of music or favorite artist? Well, definitely Irish, like traditional Irish. Mm-hmm. And I uh, be honest, you like Ariana Grande? Well, I like I like everything. I'm I'm shit. Like, excuse me. Ship. <laughs> she said she was I'm very ship. I'm I love very how ship the, oriented. The, the non-Irish woman is, is swearing more than the Sorry. Irish woman, which is great. Yeah. That's the charm, Taylor. That's the charm. <laughs> um, for me, it would be um, Prince. I love Prince. Nice. What? Not like Bob Dylan, Luke Kelly? At the moment, Prince. Mark Knopfler? Mark Knopfler and Prince. There, you go. there we go. Uh, what is the, being on cruise ships, you've probably got a lot of choices, but what is the your favorite place that you've traveled to? Iceland. Copenhagen. Ooh, Copen- Copenhagen. Yeah. Copenhagen was lovely, <laughs> but Iceland, I think. I have a weird connection. Yeah, I liked Iceland. I loved Iceland. That's where we went on our honeymoon. Well, on the ships, we went to Budapest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that we went to Budapest because we call it Budapest, Budapest. and not Budapest. Budapest. Yeah. So, yeah. Budapest. Um, next one here. What is something that has inspired you to get where you are today? Something that Do you want to say, we'll count to three and we'll try to say it at the same time. Are you thinking what I'm going to think? Okay. Ready? One, one two, two, three. three. Love. Uh, oh, I was going, F off. I was going Dr. Phil. <laughs> um, Love there was a pause there. I think there was a delay in Joe's mic. Uh, 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 something happened there. I'll say really quick. <laughs> that, that's beautiful. If, if that's it beautiful. wasn't for meeting my now husband, I wouldn't have seen the world. I wouldn't have met my friends. I wouldn't have, you know, had a very, very fulfilling job. And, you know, now moving to a country where I'm finding fulfillment and... um Maybe, maybe feeling 
a bit more at home culturally that like, you know, that I didn't necessarily feel at home in New York. So love, love brought me all of those things. Yeah. Dr. Phil. <laughs> uh, next question. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, don't eat that. It's been there for a week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Learned that the hard way. <laughs> that's good advice. That's a, that's a good lesson when you're traveling the world. Uh, no, I'll, I'll give it an honest one. I'll give it an honest one. Uh, oh, do the thing about the sheep and the wolves. Uh, wolves are lions do not concern themselves with sheep. No, with the with the opinions of sheep or something. Yeah, but but very recently, a good friend of mine and I won't name him. Um, I was talking. Bono. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said it's too late. <laughs> too late. Um. A friend of mine, I was I was rambling on, and I was getting a bit frustrated and agitated, and he stopped me midway through a sentence about, I was talking about COVID and how my job's lost, and you know, we miss travel and all. And my friend turned around to me and said, just enjoy being still. Mm. Mm. Like that guy outside your window. I love that. I love that, because sometimes when I get panicked, I remember that. I'm like, just enjoy taking a breath. And being absolutely still, and yeah, immediately kind of come down from a high, you know. His friend's Gandhi, by the way. Yeah, but Mahatma. <laughs> no, well, this podcast is a nerdy podcast. We like to talk a lot, of, you know, a lot of nerdy things. What is your nerd level on a scale of one to ten? One being that you've heard of Star Wars, and ten that you can speak Wookie. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean is... just about Star Wars; just overall nerd level. Oh, overall nerd level? I would say, are you nerdier than I am? I wouldn't necessarily... I'm nerdy about the things that I really like. I'm nerdy because I will watch a hour and 20 minute YouTube video about porta filters on coffee machines. That's so true. Oh my... And Mousetrap Monday. Mousetrap Monday. Have I, you ever heard of Mousetrap Monday? No. no. This guy has antique mouse tra mice traps. <laughs> mice? Mouse, mouse's traps? Mice. Mice, mice traps. Trippies. Mice. <laughs> <laughs> the traps for the mice. Uh, so he, he like he shows off all these old style, like from 1824, an old style uh, mouse trap that like, and then he like puts them to the test, but like they're all censored. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a nerd in terms of gadgets and how things work and what music. I am nerdy with music in terms of movies though i would say i am a 6 a little bit above normal i'm like a, a sexy 4 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll dip my toe in the pond but you know. a sexy 4 <laughs> and uh, next one uh, what is your guilty pleasure what's a guilty pleasure of yours i we get like we get dank sometimes in terms of like net not netflix and chill but like netflix and crisp and like you know in terms of like a, a really good night for us, like after a long day's work is like, let's sit on this couch, let's get a fire roaring, let's watch The Office and let's just like get filthy with like chips and, and goodies. And We have been disgusting over lockdown. We have watched Too Hot to Handle. Oh, we've watched Temptation the trashiest Island. of TV shows. We watched a Big Brother, <laughs> UK Big Brother series from, 19, or from 2007. We yeah. watched... Um, what else did we watch? The Circle. 
we're watching like and but like we're better than this we know we're better than this but for some reason i think the pandemic has just like kind of is telling our brains you can't for for right now we can't hold on to the serious and the deep for too long if it gets a bit too heavy it's like our bodies are like rejecting it so for the likes of like really good programs like you know we're like we're gonna come back to this when life is a bit more normal and we can handle it but for right now we're watching freaking like temptation ireland uh, and temptation and, ireland and and, and <laughs> below deck like we're watching the below time. deck now like yeah. what are we this doing is the time we live that we don't need to watch this is the I time would... to be watching all that i mean come on i would say so yeah i would say trash tv at the moment which we're trying oh, to wheeze yeah. like get away from we're trying and for me <laughs> like i said crutch pillow which is when you're in bed um <laughs> i i'm i'm at a certain age now where i can't sleep on my side because my two knees touching each other really hurt ah, so, so to i like pillow. to i like one of the but the one of the decorative ones how <laughs> dare you <laughs> so She's i so like those are for company yeah there's a particular one uh, i like that she that olivia knit which is a uh, this woolen round one i like like i leave it out of the bed for a little bit so it gets nice and cold and every now and again i'll just pull it up <laughs> very nice (laughs) well to finish up here we have just one last question we love doing impressions on this show if either of you have a good solid impression we want to hear it it can be one line anybody could be a noise i can do (laughs) i can do old italian grandmother new york italian grandmother let's do it oh what did she say oh have some of that ravioli. It was in the freezer for, for, for since last Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I think you nailed it. Oh no, see, I'm 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 like actually terrible at all of these things. If you told me to like try to sound Irish right now, I would Oh Shakira. She can do a Shakira. Oh, it's your Shakira. <laughs> No, I can't even do it anymore. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. There's no lyrics. She just, she just is a Muppet. Yeah. A beautiful Muppet, but that's about it. Well, thank you for answering those guest questions. We always love asking that of our guests. But uh, thank you for being on the Potential Podcast. Absolutely. This was so much fun to talk to you guys, meet you virtually. And get a little more insight amazing. to uh, the charm of Ireland, and uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thank you for uh, thanks very much. And listen, if ever you just want to come over here, um, oh, one day, whenever you want to come over, there's You're al- more than welcome. There's always a place for you to stay. Always, because we have many hotels here in Ireland, all over the country. <laughs> I hope they have decorative crotch pillows. <laughs> yeah, that's not where I thought I was won't come go. unless I won't come unless there's a crotch pillow. So (laughs) mark that down. Well, thank you guys. Hope you guys take care. Uh, Stay safe. And hopefully you'll get back traveling the world soon. That's what we all want to do at some point. Cheers, lads. Thanks very much. It was great. We We should do it once a week. Whoa, is that what I think it is? Good God, man. It's a four-leaf clover. Snag it quick. Wow, those things are rare. I know, right?
Whoa! What's happening? I don't know. Hang on! Hello there, my friends. It is I, St. Patrick. Whoa! Are you a leprechaun? Hell no. Are you a genie? Ah, Jesus. What the feck are you going on about? I just told you. I'm St. Patrick. Can you grant wishes? Yeah. Really? No, but I can give you a piece of my mind and tell you the true meaning of St. Patrick's Day, otherwise known as my day. It would seem that some people have lost the spirit. I've been waiting in that clover over there for those who need to believe again. Well, uh, we'd really like some wishes. Ah, shut your moo. Well, the truth is, we just like singing Irish songs and have one too many drinks. Yeah, pretty much. Ah, no, no. See, there's so much more to it than that. Uh, Let me tell you a few things, right? St. Patrick's Day, it's all about the love of the green, the white and the orange in your heart. And it's all about enjoying a pint of the old black stuff. A good pint of Guinness. Do you know what I mean? And it's also about those feckin' snakes. The smarmy little things. Oh, they're horrible. Sliming all over the place. Don't be telling them fellas a bunch of malarkey. Who was that? Uh, that's me ma. Oh jeez, this is crazy. Leave me alone and just let me set these boys straight, yeah? Tell the truth now. I taught you better than that. Ah, oh, Jesus. Will you leave me, Ma? Anyway, where was I? Yeah, the snakes. To be honest, I don't see many snakes uh, in Ireland anymore. And, and when I was there, uh, I didn't see any snakes either. I actually, I got a job with Terminix. Um, and it was just, I was, uh, you know, I was on the lookout for snakes. But I didn't find any, but I, 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 for some reason, got all the credit for getting rid of the things. You know what I mean? Are you, uh, are you doing all right? Sounds like you've already had a few sips today. Yeah, I might have had a point, yeah. Just the one? Well, I used the same glass. To... <laughs> anyway, where was I? The snakes. I hate them. Hate them. So, yeah, it's all about the children dressing up in the green, the white, and the orange. Uh, it's all about, it's all about, um, do you know what You're I mean? talking so. straight. What did I say? Do you know what? I, I'm done with this. I don't even think you have my best you know interests at heart. There is no respect. No I clean your room this morning. Excuse me. Hello. Ghost family. All right. Let's just get out of here. This looks like it's going to take a while. You're right. <laughs> Shall we head to the pub? You took the words right out of my mouth. Don't you talk about Seamus. I want... Look. I sometimes think that you, your treats, you, excuse me, I am a saint. Well, Taylor, as I often say when we're getting to meet friends of yours virtually, uh, it was indeed a pleasure, and I thought they were a perfect guests to have on today for this topic. Uh, always need to see, you know, I think something that uh, the cruise ship industry really does uh, connect people is people from different cultures. And to see, you know, Olivia being from New York, and obviously Joseph is Irish, you know, see that they met 
And now that Olivia has embraced the life of living full time in Ireland, it's pretty neat to see, you know, her kind of she's taken on the Irish lingo, even if she doesn't, you know, know it. Uh, it's yeah, kind the, of funny. Her accent has kind of been molded. Yeah, it's like that. she's kind of taken on more of how he sounds. And um, but I think they have really, you know, it seems to me that uh, they have a very fresh take on they don't mind the publicity of how Ireland has been viewed, at least in the States from both, both the good and the kind of more stereotypical side. And that, you know, they're, they're definitely a place they're like, if that's, if you view Ireland just as a place of leprechauns and myth and all that come, come to Ireland when it's safe to, and let us show you why we are this great Island, this great country. Yeah. You know, we want you to come and embrace the culture that we see every day, that pace that it's very different from our typical American pace, which is usually go, go, go. Yeah, so I thought that I, was really cool. Yeah, and I think Joe kind of hit the nail on the head. And he said, you know, Ireland is it is a small island and a, a lot of what their economy is is built on is tourism. And there's that sense of community that welcoming. And, and I felt that. And as I said, being a tourist there for a whole week. I felt very welcome, and you talk about. Um, got a lo- I love you, the Canadians welcoming, and I, I've been to places like Japan where it's very hospitable. But something about the Irish culture, I think the fact that it's a small island, and you can get to one side or the other, and in, in less than a day, you know, a few hours, it just goes to show there's something that's so unique about Ireland that there's no other place like it in the world, and it really is. Um, I know Joe can't speak for all the Irish people. But he certainly gives a really good perspective, True. and I think he he speaks for quite a quite a good number of them that they are very easygoing. There's a there's that cheeky humor. There's that, but that that welcomingness where you can just go anywhere and people will want to talk to you. They want to. It's that 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 patriotism. That's true. Like you know, I'm proud of the country I live in and proud of my heritage. It's just beautiful. But it, it was so subtle. But you you felt that, didn't you? Oh, indeed. And that's something I think that a lot of countries, especially more European based, or at least up in the UK and Ireland area, uh, they have more of that vibe where, you know, we're typically as Americans, we're America, you know, we just always had that <laughs> yeah. ridiculous uh, over the top sense, which is just, you know, uh, as you get older, you realize it's kind of ridiculous, but yeah, you, you know, were we're full, a big you're country. Full, like, you're full frat boy or team America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. America. <laughs> I mean, which again, you know, I made the point that it's it's funny to think of them considering St. Patrick's Day as a certain holiday, kind of like to celebrate Ireland. And we kind of have that with our Independence Day, you know, here in the States on July 4th. And really, some people really take it as a remembrance of, you know, when we broke away from British rule. But most people, it's let me paint my face red, white and blue and have a beer and a hot dog. You know, that's kind of what it's become. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, get drunk and have a barbecue. So um anyways that was so awesome to have them on i think that's they're great and uh that was very very special now we would be remiss if we didn't actually talk about some at least you know things that we can remember from our childhood that relate to ireland whether it's you know a movie or tv um because with like with anything there's always so many variations there's you know we there's definitely you know you look at the the more heavy cartoon stereotype kind of thing that, you know, such as like a lucky charms as I bring up, but there's, there has, you know, been quite a few 
projects that have really celebrated either Irish actors or the the countryside or the history. So does anything offhand right away to you, Taylor, come to mind, whether it's a film or a TV show or, you know, what the case might be that had something to do with celebrating either St. Patrick's Day or Ireland, period? I mean, I think like the most, there was two distinct times where that struck me. One, when I was in my early preteens would have to be Disney Channel's The Luck of the Irish. Mm -hmm. And I think, first of all, because it was, it got me into wanting to try the accent and that the movie is ridiculous. It is, you know, it's made for its kids. It does kind of really celebrate the whole patriotism and love of one's country, especially love of the love of the Irish. And so that was one of the the ones that I just I've always like. I would love to go back and revisit that movie. And but you that, can now on Disney Plus. Yes, you can. Uh, that one, and then when I was uh, got older, it was more of a cult classic. But I really enjoyed um, the Boondock Saints films. Mm-hmm. And it was because they were a bit of a cult classic, and it was kind of it it, it hinted and, and celebrated a little bit of a St. Patty's Day, but it was more. Um, a bit of the the Irish Brotherhood is kind of the a little bit more of the theme of it. So I mean, those were the kind of things that I do remember. And then when it came to you know, say Patty's, there wasn't other, there wasn't many, honestly, uh, influences other than other than those. Um, I would say those are my most poignant. What about you? What were the things that, that kind of brought up to you? Well, one I actually mentioned. Uh, last year, um, I'm trying to remember what episode we talked about. This is some you know, we do so many episodes, folks. Um, but one movie that always it always stood out to me as a kid. Uh, I remember I would get it on the VHS tape and I would watch it from the library. You can now watch it on Disney Plus. Once again, we're just um, Disney Plus is not paying us, folks. Um, but there was a movie called Darby O'Gill and the Little People, and it was a movie that I think it's got to be like from the 50s or something like that. Maybe even the six, maybe the 60s, I would maybe say somewhere around there. All I remember is that it was this really fun movie that featured this old man that lives in this town in Ireland. And he everyone kind of sees him as a you know a joke because he keeps claiming that no, there are leprechauns and that he really believes in them. And his whole thing is that if you catch one, you'll be able to ask wishes of it. So of course, naturally you'll be able to get money and stuff. And it's it's an interesting film because I think of those movies back in that time when they'd have to do uh, the different kind of perspective to make what looks like people be a certain height on screen. So clearly, this is all like live action and forced perspective of having, you know, one actor look like he's only, you know, maybe 10 inches tall compared to a man that's a full height. And the film features a young Sean Connery. Uh pre his bond days this is one of his earlier films and uh he's kind of the charming young man that comes into town and takes a liking to the old man's daughter and it's kind of just like a fun comedy film you know definitely has that fairy tale element to it a lot of good humor and actually also has quite a bit of a scary uh some scary moments in the last third of the film that i think also goes into some of the irish folklore now we talked a little bit about this i'm sure on the Halloween episode, but we have to bring up here just because oh, of yes. how ridiculous it is. And this is where I say, 
the stereotypical taking it to the nth degree and then some this is the this is leprechaun cool. films of uh of great acclaim yeah one to ten <laughs> ten being the ridiculous it's a 22 um yeah <laughs> it's just something about this whole like let's take the the leprechaun myth and leprechaun has been in as i think as americans and even with the irish culture it has been a character or a, a creature of mischief and a little bit of that cheeky i think that's something about the irish humor but it's all been kind of like a little bit of a a whimsical and kind of a mischief maker i mean you think of you go from the lucky charms guy <laughs> to the the warwick davis leprechaun very opposite but they are that bit of like that you know they're kind of up to no good and but those leprechaun mm. movies just take it to the extreme and like how can we take this what is supposed to be such a a charm oh, charming little creature and we make him just horrific and <laughs> grotesque looking it's like the the stuff of nightmares yeah and i just <laughs> you know we 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 had a i came out to see you back in october of last year yep i was there and uh yeah taylor happened to be there as well somehow <laughs> and um we we were like oh it's on the uh, hbo max and we just put on leprechaun and i think we we even make it through leprechaun too not because of scary just because it was we were cracking up too much and we just had to be like god this is trash but it's just funny to think like even that myth of leprechauns has come up in so many different things from cartoon shows to to various movies and tv shows and it, it, this thing you know i feel like every every culture has a kind of myth of this thing you can't see that maybe has you know you look at like a genie in a way would have the same kind of powers or something that is supposed to grant you wishes so just funny how like that has taken effect in different ways um now i do want to kind of switch over to i think a little more of the respectful side or at least the side of it kind of it, thinking of the landscape of ireland knowing that it's very green these these lovely green hills and the green cliffs and all this stuff i wanted to talk about two movies in particular that have really cool fantasy they're they're fantasy films and they have irish you know real irish setting that makes it look like it's some almost like other world and mm -hmm. the first one i want to talk about uh i think you got to go to these did you go to the cliffs of mower i did so the uh the big kind of famous scene in harry potter and the half-blood prince when they go to the caves and they have to try to, you know, get that one Horcrux and all yeah. the creatures come from the that whole. I mean, I'm sure that was a soundstage, the cave itself. But that big kind of shot out like among the water, all of that was filmed over on the Cliffs of Mohar. And I think that's just so cool because I've heard that is just a beautiful, beautiful sight. It is. Really and it almost has an element like it could be from a fantasy realm. Again, going back to the idea we talked about knights you know knights of the round table and king arthur and like that kind of the kind of uh you know heroic visual that a lot of that countryside has i think is cool when it's represented in films and another one i want to talk about i'm sure you're gonna know i'm going with this is from the force awakens and slash the last jedi is we have the island known as skellig michael and uh that big island you saw in that movie where Luke has been living for, you know, not for many years. That is a big island off the coast of Ireland. And uh, I know that since those movies have come out, 
it's almost impossible to book a tour there because it's just so so popular but just that visual is such a unique looking landscape that you know you can kind of look at it and go oh that definitely fits in our world but how cool to think that it also can fit a world that's a galaxy far far away you well know? and also i know it's on film but we talk about look at one of the biggest tv series of all time look at we're talking about belfast which is not technically ireland's northern ireland part of the uk but belfast you've got game of thrones and it uh-huh. just but all those locations locale and look at what we're, we're talking about it's just that otherworldly this fantasy element and the fact that it's still like a um just like trapped in time where it's it is like a timeless you know the it, and you're right it's just lush and green and and going and exploring, which I hope, hey, you know, you and I, we're going to go visit Joe and live ourselves. We'll do a whole road trip across the country. Oh, but yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Danielle has to come because she said, if we go back to Ireland, I got to take her. But uh, she's listening right now, I'm sure. But I think it's just something about the beauty and the majesticness or the majesty, the majestic, either one. It just, both. it takes your breath away. And it's just so awe-inspiring to see all that and you just you when you're talking about these movies it just invokes all this emotion i get chills thinking about it yeah i mean i've i've always loved the the color green first off and you know i got i got to see more of that in scotland than anything when i got to go to europe a couple years ago uh which you know scotland ireland england all very similar, but hey, don't attack me. I'm just saying they're very similar, all in the very same, you know, well, part of the world. But, as well, yeah. but the landscape is just it's just gorgeous. And you can tell that there was something about thinking, like, you know, I don't I don't look at those landscapes and necessarily see a kind of like futuristic take like we hear like here in the States where we always think about, you know, New York, LA and like trying to, you know, what's the biggest and next thing? And like for us here in the States, I feel like when people think of quaint they're thinking more of places like the desert or the woods you know going to a lake and i feel like Very ireland rural, yeah ireland's kind of has i mean dublin is a big city for sure but i think you know a lot of that landscape would be just beautiful to you know go around that's why i feel like a lot of the films or tv shows that are based whether it's historical or it's a fictional take there's something about it that is really it captivates the eye. And know? the nice thing about those cities is they're not overwhelming cities. I mean, we've, we've been to New York. You've lived in New York. It's a, it's a different take, but it, it's still, even the cities themselves, because they're so rich in history and you go to a lot of these museums and the cobbled streets, it's just that that you can't get away from that sense of history and that um, old-timey feel. For sure. Um. Now, I did want to quickly mention, uh, I feel like we, there's always quite a few. I mean, there's definitely quite a, 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 a bunch of popular Irish actors, but um, just to name a few that I think maybe for some people they don't know are Irish. Uh, you have actors like Colin Farrell, Killian Murphy, Pierce Brosnan, you know, another Bond himself, Liam Neeson, who, uh, don't get him mad, he'll come after you. Uh, Gabriel Byrne, you got uh, Michael Fassbender, and you know I think of some of these actors and just thinking, almost all of them at some point have had to play probably the American or an American, you know, a, a character with an American accent. And it's always fascinating. I feel like for the most part, 
I really do believe that actors that are from Europe can typically do a pretty good American accent better than an American actor can go do like an authentic Irish accent. It's weird, isn't it? It's so strange. And it's strange because, you know, it's with anything. You grow up in a culture, you think your your language, your accent is the easy one. And then you think, oh, gosh, you know, like, I can't learn that. And then at some point, you find someone from across the world and go, no, your accent's the hard one. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> like... So very funny to see kind of two sides of the coin. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's always nice to, you know, this holiday, it kind of comes up as I said, for most people, as just an excuse holiday, kind of like Thanksgiving is more just an excuse to eat. Um, this is an excuse to drink. But and there's a lot more to Ireland and the Irish tradition and not just the holiday itself, but the people and the culture and the landscape that I think for those who have not really had a chance to take a you know deep dive or experience it, it's something that I feel like uh, there's a lot more there, even though it's a smaller country than uh, one might expect. So definitely on my list one day is to go back to Ireland and see it all. Yeah, I agree. I want to go back too. So hopefully you took a lot of fun with this, uh, a lot of fun information and got a little more cultured, so to speak, uh, getting a bit of different perspective. But it just goes to show you don't really, can't fully understand stuff to you walk another, you know, a couple miles in someone else's shoes or try their socks on it, something like that. Um, and just, you know, get out there and explore more because, there is literally so much to see and do. And um, once you stay in another country, it just it forever changes you. For sure. So thanks, guys, for listening today. And once again, thank you to Olivia and Joe for being on the podcast today. We appreciate it. Uh, we can't wait to be with you guys next week. We're going to have a very different episode next week. And I only have one word I can say to get you pumped for next week. Light! <laughs> Yuck! Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.